you're looking for something that's going to get you out of a ditch. And the things that are going to get you out of a ditch are big ideas and bold things. If you're not willing to do those things, then you're destined to be on the precipice. But there is no finish line to innovation. Across the world right now, governments, businesses and individuals are dealing with extraordinary circumstances. But as traditional models are being upturned and everyday routines are being dismantled, small shoots of hope are emerging. Individuals, communities and corporations are achieving new levels of innovation every day in order to build brands, reimagine entire business models and make progress through creativity. I'm Simon Cook, the Managing Director of Cannes Lions, the international festival of creativity. It's the world's largest community of marketers, agencies, platforms, media owners and many more. All of them striving for true creativity in their work in order to drive business or create positive change. You're listening to Progress Through Creativity. Chris Brandt is the Chief Marketing Officer at Chipotle. And as the marketing lead at the helm of the global fast casual restaurant brand, there are three things that he takes very seriously. Being where his customers are, doing real really well, and that's real food with real ingredients to you and I, and always getting there first by driving a culture of constant improvement and innovation. Chris joined Chipotle in early 2018 at a point when the company was recovering from a series of food safety crises, and at a time where the brand arguably needed creativity more than ever. With extensive experience leading Taco Bell's marketing efforts, including the launch of Taco Bell's digital app, Chris, now with a few lions under his belt, is bringing an altogether real and fresh approach to the Mexican grill favorite. In the last two years, he has successfully supercharged Chipotle's digital transformation, giving them the edge and a well-prepped advantage when it comes to getting there first once again. He's also helped rebuild trust in the brand. Food safety and fresh produce are no longer a hindrance, but a point of difference. I wanted to chat to Chris about his ability to embrace a culture of creativity and the bold ideas that he signed off both prior to the outbreak of COVID-19, but more significantly, how they've responded to shifting consumer behaviour so quickly during the pandemic itself. Chipotle was one of the first brands to go all in on TikTok. They've launched community chapters for socially distanced lunching experiences via Zoom, and they've supplied thousands of healthcare workers with over 100,000 burritos and counting. Chipotle's mission is to cultivate a better world. It's a tall order and a responsibility that Chris and his team have endeavored to dial up to the max during the crisis. With no obvious end in sight, Chris and the team are determined to continue raising the bar by doing what they do best, getting real and getting there first. And as you're about to hear from Chris, when it comes to Chipotle, there just is no finish line. This is Chris Brandt. Chris, thank you for joining us. You're no stranger to the Lions, of course. In fact, you won your first two Lions back in 2014 for a mobile app for Taco Bell. 
So that's roughly about, what, five years ago now? And interestingly, since then, we've seen the total number of lions won in restaurants and fast food absolutely skyrocket. Now, what do you put that down to? You know, I think that there's a reward for creativity in the restaurant space. I mean, it is hugely competitive. And um, we actually, in 2014, we won those two lions for um, our, uh, our mobile app, but we also won five for our Ronald McDonald Loves Taco Bell Breakfast. And I think that it taught me a lot about, look, fortune favors the bold and creativity is the big differentiator. There's plenty of brands that have big budgets and there's plenty of brands that are trying to do the same thing, right? So I think that um, we needed something bold to do. And so we did Ronald McDonald Let's Talk About Breakfast. And I think the same thing with the mobile app. That's really your distinguishing feature. You're not going to outspend most people. You know, um, there's a lot of smart people doing it, but bold ideas that can really break through um, are the difference in having a great year and having a, you know, an okay year. So those bold ideas that break through and really make an impact on business, as you've described, we know that when leaders and in, in your case, CMOs recognize the commercial value of creativity, they usually have some kind of winning formula in place when it comes to culture. How have you gone about building a culture of creativity within your organization? Yeah, I, again, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I also believe, you know, just basically what you ask in the question, you have to have a culture of creativity. And I think that I asked my team to do three things. And I've done this since Taco Bell. And then when I went to Bloomin' Brands and then now here at Chipotle, and that's to be an innovator, be a storyteller and be a collaborator. I, and I just am trying to hire people who have a ton of ideas because ideas differentiate you, ideas separate you and ideas win. And to your point, you can't just decide to do innovation in a day. You can't sit, you know, I think a lot of companies go, okay, this is going to be our innovation offsite. We're going to come up with a bunch of ideas. That, that rarely works for the breakthrough. You have to have a culture of innovation. And, and I think, how do you build a culture of innovation? Well, I like to be the first one to try stuff. And so you get people who have a lot of energy to try to be first. But I think that you also, you want to make it so it's a safe environment. So that, hey, we're going to try stuff and we're going to put a lot of irons in the fire because you never know what's going to work. And then when you find the things that work on a relatively small scale, then you pour the gas to those as quickly as you can. And the other part of that is, I think, rewarding failure. I mean, one of the things I've done is recognize things that sounded like a good idea at the time, but maybe didn't work out. Hey, you recognize those people and you celebrate that because it's not failure if we learn something. And I think that's a really fun environment for people to work in. It encourages people to come up with a lot of different ideas and a lot of different connections. If you look at even the legacy so far that we have just in two years at Chipotle, I mean, we launched our, our um, loyalty program using Venmo. Venmo hadn't worked with them. They had worked with one other brand before they worked with us, and that was Uber. And so credit to them um, for wanting to work with us to figure out how to distribute money. Um, we had this idea that the only ingredient that's hard to pronounce at Chipotle um, is Chipotle. And so we put that on a big billboard because we only have 53 ingredients and we wanted to celebrate that we only have these 53 and um, all of them you probably have in your kitchen. And then we took that a step further. We did, we went to the national spelling bee because the only thing that's hard to spell at Chipotle is Chipotle. So while we asked the kids to spell, you know, dimethylcellulose, uh, which is something that other people have, 
we then asked him to spell things like avocado or jalapeno from Chipotle. And that was a really fun execution in a really fun way that really gets the point across that we're all about real ingredients. And so I think that if you get a good team that gets jazzed up by those things too, um, it's a lot of fun and you just encourage that kind of environment where we're trying different things and we're, we're making first and, you know, hopefully we're getting attention from places like the guys that can, um, and that makes it even more rewarding than just the business results, which obviously are our primary focus. And I guess you could say, based on all of this, that creativity, that innovation that you've described is needed in this category more than ever, especially given the current climate. I was reading, according to the National Restaurant Association, 11% of all restaurants may permanently close by the end of the month. So when it comes to making a step change, what advice would you give brands out there who know that they need to make the shift, but perhaps are reticent or don't know how to go about making that leap? Yeah, I don't know how you, how you, how you can afford not to be. I think because it is so hard, it is so competitive that you just got to start trying things. And I think the more things you try, you're going to find a few things that work and you got to have a willingness to iterate on those. You know, one of the things I did when we were building the Chipotle group as well is we wanted to hire people who looked at all of this change um, and all of the change in the world, even pre-COVID, as an opportunity, not as a problem. Jack Welch had a great quote, never waste a crisis. And that, that goes whether it's COVID or whether it's your own brand. I mean, when I, when I got to Taco Bell, um, it was fine for the first three weeks, but then we had a bogus lawsuit filed and we lost eight points of transactions, you know, like right out of the gate. And so we were scrambling because it completely deleveraged the business. And at that point, you know, you got to throw out the old playbook and you're looking for something that's going to get you out of a ditch. And the things that are going to get you out of the ditch are big ideas and bold things. If you're not willing to do those things, then you're destined to be on the precipice. But if you can find some bold things to do, then I think you have a chance. But there is no finish line to innovation. And when you generate those kind of results year on year on year, um, it's very rewarding to you personally, and it certainly is a lot more rewarding to you financially. Look, we've talked about the foundations and of course, getting the culture right. But what about the work that comes out of that, the byproduct of that culture, if you like? I wanted to talk about some of the work that you've produced pre-COVID before we talk about how things have evolved and how you've had to adapt to the crisis. In many ways, you'd already set this really strong foundation for the period that we're going through right now by going all in on digital transformation. And I'm sure that's only been accelerated by the pandemic more recently. Now, we know that Chipotle has one of the first brands that went really big and all in on TikTok. And also you had great success with the likes of the Flip the Lid campaign. And of course, all of the really interesting digital executions around the Super Bowl. Can you take us behind the scenes a little bit and talk us through that big step and properly embracing digital for the first time? Yeah, well, look, uh, we're, we're lucky at Chipotle that our consumer, half of our consumers are Gen Z or millennial. So... You know, um, we know we, we had to be where those people are. And so well, our strategy basically had three prongs when we started at Chipotle. It was to drive difference, drive transactions and drive culture. And drive culture was probably a bit of a reach um, at the time because we really just want to be a part of culture and be relevant. So as we looked at the landscape and we were lucky again that we had half of our 
consumers are Gen Z or millennial, where are they spending a whole heck of a lot of their time? Well, obviously, um, you know, in the in the digital and social space. So as part of our strategy, we really wanted to change, change the brand tone in those spaces. We wanted to make it more insight driven and tell some more stories and be more engaging and be a little bit more fun and, and be in an easy hang, right? Not bringing a lot of baggage, um, having an optimistic viewpoint, being a brand that people want to hang out with and, you know, telling some stories that like one of the things that we kept saying in social media was that. It was a real sign of intimacy when your significant other knew your Chipotle order. And so, you know, we played on that and said, hey, you know, I wish I, you know, I wish my girlfriend knew my Chipotle order. You know, that's that'll be a sign that we're really committed for the long term. And so that's how we really started um, in the digital space. And again, we I think we took the shackles off um, our digital agency partners and the people that were working on digital at the company. And we said, let's do some fun things. That was the beginning of a much more engaging tone and a much more um, embracing fandom and using influencers who were huge Chipotle fans. And one of our keys to our influencer strategy and being in that digital space was, I'm not interested in convincing anybody to eat Chipotle. The number one question we ask is, what's your order? And when you can rattle off your order, then we know that you are a true Chipotle fan. And that's our, that's our first barometer. Because if you already love us, hey, you're going to talk about us in a more genuine way. It's going to feel a lot more transparent and real. And that's what we're about. We knew that that's where our consumer was in the digital and social space. We knew that's how people would want to order. And so we were lucky that um, a team, even before we got here in 2018, was building out a digital app and platform that was pretty good. Then we just started bracing people socially and digitally. And when you do that, it's easy to click on the order button. And that's how really um, our digital business got off to such a great start that we were able to leverage, you know, when the, the crisis happened here back in March. So the culture was there. And then it was about fully embracing and accelerating your digital strategy. But then it's about inserting yourself and the brand into places where your customers want to be. And presumably because of that growth, that's given you more flex and allowed you to give back in a way that you may have not done previously. So we've talked about the community-led initiatives that have been put in place by Chipotle, like Chipotle Together, and also um, burritos for heroes, so free burritos for healthcare workers, but also making sure that things are right at home. So increasing the hourly pay of your at-risk staff by 10%. Now... One of the things that our listeners are particularly interested in is the kind of hurdles that you come up against internally in order to overcome those challenges and make those often big and difficult decisions. Yeah, it's obviously hard, you know, when your volume is off um, because of, you know, external shocks to your business. It's always hard to do those things. But I think that certainly in an environment like COVID-19, that's exactly what consumers are looking for brands to do and how are brands going to help. And I think that at Chipotle, we're really lucky. We're a founder-inspired brand. And this notion of a brand purpose is alive and well at Chipotle. You know, our purpose is to cultivate a better world. And we do that through being real, by using real food, because we just believe that real is better. It's better for you as a person, better for people in general, better for the planet. But part of that cultivating a better world is treating your employees right. It's about treating the animals right. Um, you know, it's about treating the customer right. That is what you fall back on. And so when a crisis like COVID-19 happens, this organization is wired to how do we help? And I think that, um, so that's where we started. Look, here's what's happening. How do we get on board with helping those frontline healthcare workers? 
And it took us a week because we couldn't figure out what the right mechanism is to actually get burritos to the healthcare workers. Because so many hospitals and things at the time were saying, we don't want any outside food. So we figured out the right mechanism where they could come in, they could sort of ask for them to come, and we could then set it up the next week using some of our fundraising. We had originally tried to give, we originally planned to give away 50,000 burritos. We ended up giving away 100,000. And then we came, and so that was so successful that we came back with a, if you buy a, um, a burrito between, I think it was March 21st to 26th, um, we'll give one up to 100,000 more burritos to healthcare workers. So we did that. And then we said, hey, gift cards are big this time of year. So we created a gift card that gives 10% of the proceeds to a group called Direct Relief that provides uh, personal protective gear and supplies to healthcare workers on the front line. So we just really were trying to do those things because that's in the DNA of the company. So stepping up is important, of course, as is not going dark during these times. But at a time where many brands are pulling back, Chipotle has upped its ad spend and shifted it into digital and TV and other streaming services, as you say, to be where your customer is. At a time where so many organizations are perhaps afraid to speak up uh, too often and too loudly, how do we go about being appropriate and offering value in a way that isn't tone deaf to the situation? Look, I think we're providing a service. I mean, it is really hard to get fresh food and you get tired of all the stuff that you have in your house. And so for us, we were restaurants, the good news here were listed as an essential service so we could stay open. Now, we certainly wanted to protect our employees. We wanted to protect everybody. So we implemented things like contactless delivery and tamper evidence seals. And we gave our employees more money. Um, We gave them bonuses um, despite, you know, being down in double digits. To your point, though, Simon, we, ch- we shifted our messaging. Uh, it became much more about delivery. Um, we messaged the things we were doing for healthcare heroes to get the word out so that people would, you know, help us do the donations. We didn't want to ask consumers to donate, certainly at that time, but we felt like we could make them happen. And um, we wanted to convince people, hey, our employees are safe and they're taken care of. The restaurant is safe and that, you know, it's just the Chipotle way to um, operate in as much of a food safety environment as we can possibly do. And that's the messaging people wanted to hear. We did a lot of consumer research saying, what are the things that you want to know when you're ready to go back into a restaurant? And the things that we were doing that I just listed off are the things that they said. So we're like, this is great. You can't be tone deaf to the messaging that people have. I mean, you know, we're in a space now, it's interesting, where we have a, a great campaign. We call it Behind the Foil, where our employees in the restaurant actually just talk about what they do every day. But, you know, as we get, as we think about in the summer and fall, now all of our employees are wearing masks. Well, we need something else because those ads would look tone deaf running now um, in a post-COVID world. And so I think that you've constantly got to evolve your messaging. You've constantly got to evolve your creative. And I think the digital space that, you know, we referenced, we talked a little bit about before is a perfect place to test a bunch of different things. I mean, we are constantly testing and optimizing across our social channels with creative every single day. And we are are ruthless about that creative's not working anymore. Take it off. Put something else in. The world is changing fast. You've got to change fast with it. And um, or you're just not keeping up. That's one of the things that really separated us at the beginning. I mean, we saw all of this stuff coming around March 11th and we pivoted our entire marketing plan over the course of the 12th and 13th 
of March. And by the 15th, we had free delivery on. We had changed all of our creative to end with um, a free delivery offer. We had Chipotle together, which we did online. We were the first ones to really use Zoom to start bringing fans together because we knew people would crave that as they go into quarantine. We started that on March 16th and that whole week, you know, we brought um, Rob Gronkowski to do a workout and we had uh, Luke Bryan do a live concert. This is before people were doing that stuff. And so I think that, again, it's, you know, to borrow the, the Wayne Gretzky analogy, right? We were We were looking to go where the puck was going to be, not where the puck is right now. So going back to that culture of continuous learning and improvement, and that seems to be something um, that you're really big on and a big part of who you are. In the spirit of that, how are you staying sane at the moment? And what are you learning about yourself in isolation? I I tell you what, I really miss the interaction of the office. I, I get, I didn't realize how exhausting it would be being on conference calls for eight hours a day. And by the end of the day, I mean, I'm just spent. And, you know, I've always done is just sit here in my dining room and talk, you know, to talk to people. But how exhausting that really is compared to the same eight hours moving from meeting to meeting and talking to people. I say that everybody has to pass the conference room test. If there's some reason you have to go in a conference room at four o'clock on Friday, are you happy to see that person or are you sad? And we don't hire any of the people. I don't care what their qualifications are that we're sad to see in the conference room at four o'clock on the Friday. So that really created a great chemistry with the team and we have a lot of fun and obviously we get a lot of things done, but I've missed that interaction, you know, and I, I hope that, you know, maybe this crisis brings us together a little bit more. There's always going to be some bad actors and those kind of things, but I've learned that, yeah, man, I don't, I don't want to work from home. And I'm pretty sure that, uh, that my wife and the dog don't want me to work from home. Either. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're ready for you to go back to work. They're right? really tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> yeah. They're really tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> You've actually anticipated my last question and talked a lot about hope. This podcast is called Progress Through Creativity. It's really about looking forward. It's about the future. So, Chris, what are you hopeful about? Yeah, look, I'm hopeful that um, hopefully this will bring people together. We've lived in such an era, it seems, of divisiveness and, you know, um, that um, maybe it'll bring people together a little bit more. Um, I'm hopeful that there will be some semblance of normal here on the near-term horizon, whether it's a vaccine or treatment or whatever that can get us back to, you know, a, a, a little bit sense of normality. And, um, you know, we, we, were, we were fortunate that we had our digital business at Chipotle. I believe our digital business will continue to be huge. We, those people have been pretty sticky for us. Um, historically, we have a great CRM program that um, is even more important. I mean, we added a million and a half people since March 15th into our loyalty program. And so that's incredible. We want to be a successful business. We're a for-profit enterprise, but there's a lot of good we do for farmers and for sustainable resources and um, for doing things the right way. And I think that, um, you know, we want to keep doing that and have the power to keep doing that and as we go forward. And I'm sure you will. You've done so much prep to get here and navigated this situation so well, seemingly. We just look forward to seeing what Chipotle do next. We are fortunate, really, to have a great team. I mean, this team has been, you know, I told them on about March 11th, March 12th, hey, 
this is where we're really going to earn our money. And, you know, we've talked about being agile and we've talked about being decisive and we've talked about being creative. Well, this is really where it, it comes to the fore. And, you know, so the people we have, it's a small team, but it's a, it's a great team. And I can't end this podcast without telling you how appreciative I am of them. And also of the people in the restaurants that have just kept them open and have done a great job of adapting to a, you know, a, a situation where we went from 80% or more of our business is in the restaurant to now a situation where 60, 70% of our business is digital. And it'll be interesting to see if that's the case in a year or so. So we'll have to catch up again and you can give us an update and tell us how you and your very hardworking team are getting on. Boy, I hope we can, Simon. I'd love to do it in person at some point. Well, let's hope that next time we meet, it's in person, wherever that may be. Chris, thank you once again for taking the time to share your perspective. And of course, best of luck with the next phase of this. I'm pretty sure that Chipotle will continue to innovate and stay ahead of the curve. Thank you, Simon. I appreciate it. It's been uh, a lot of fun to talk about Chipotle for sure. Thanks, Chris. Take care. A big thanks to Chris for joining us on the podcast this week. I don't know about you, but I feel really quite uplifted in many ways by the guiding principles that Chris and his team clearly live by. And it's levels of impressive and ongoing improvement and innovation at a time where it's really easy to feel like everything is stagnating. He reminded us of that age-old adage, fortune favours the bold. We've all heard it before, but Chris seems to apply it with this exacting and very pragmatic approach. He hires people who come armed with ideas, who are willing to take calculated risks, but also practice experimentation at the highest level. And, above all, making sure that it's informed by deep customer insight. As Chris says, you can start small, where the missteps aren't too painful, and reward them even. But be quick and decisive enough to pour on the gas when the time is right. Extend that same level of freedom to your creative partners. When Chris took the shackles off his digital agency, just look where it took the brand. It galvanized their marketing function and set them up for success during one of the most turbulent times in history. He also talked about being game ready for this transitional period. It goes without saying that everything is uncertain at the moment and stores and restaurants may open up very soon, but they might also close again in the autumn. We just don't know. Nearly 70% of Chipotle's consumers have shifted to digital purchase now. Two months ago, it was just 20%. Things are moving quickly. We've got to get better at inserting ourselves in the places where our customers hang out. But be an easy hang, as Chris would say. For him, it's not just about telling stories. It's about telling stories that your customer wants to hear. And more importantly, in a way that gives you permission to hang around a little longer. So from flip the lid campaign to knowing your other half's Chipotle order, right through to Chipotle together, that Zoom lunch community function, they all stem from killer customer truths. And they're as real as the food that the brand serves by the very real frontline staff that sit behind that foil. At a time where brands are tying themselves in knots and agonizing over what to do next, take a leaf out of Chris's book, strip it back, be bold, and go where the puck will be. We'll be releasing a new episode of this podcast every week. So if you're interested in hearing more from industry leaders like Chris, who are getting ahead or leading a change or achieving progress through creativity in any way, please be sure to tune in next week. 
Each Tuesday, we will continue to release a classic talk from our learning and intelligence platform, The Work. This week, we've been moving forward with our plans for Lions Live. It's going to be a rich digital experience that will be running throughout the entire month of June. And a whole lot of activity is going to take place during our usual festival dates at the end of that month. Lions Live is for absolutely everyone and completely free to take part in. During that week, we're going to open up our learning and intelligence platform. That's home to over 200,000 pieces of winning work and over 10 years of classic festival talks. Most importantly, Lions Live is going to serve as a virtual platform for the global community to come together so that they can learn, be inspired and get a creative reboot at a much needed time. That's it for this week's episode of Progress Through Creativity. Please do get in touch and let us know who you'd like to hear from in future episodes. If you've enjoyed listening to this and found it useful, then please do subscribe. And if you really like what you've heard, feel free to give us a review on iTunes. A big thanks once again to Chris and Chipotle, and of course, our series producers, Roland Bodenham and Annie Smith. To all of our friends and community around the world, look after yourselves and have a good week. Music